Hello, and welcome again to another episode of Five Plain Questions, a podcast that proposes five questions to Native American artists, creators, writers, movers and shakers, and culture bearers, people in the community that are doing great things for their communities. I'm Joe Williams, your host for this conversation. I'm director of CANA, the Native American programs at the Plains Art Museum. My goal is to showcase these amazing people doing amazing things for their communities. And I'd like to introduce you to Wade Patton. Wade is an Oglala Lakota artist who grew up on the Pine Ridge Reservation and currently lives in Rapid City, South Dakota. He, like many of these artists, have had a, a long journey uh, going to the coast, uh, coming back and being engaged with their community, both in a, uh, in a cultural way and in a very personal way. And it's something that a lot of us can relate to uh, in a big way. And during this course of this conversation, I found that I actually have a pretty solid uh, connection to Wade that I hadn't realized up into this point. But it's also a theme that runs along with a lot of us Northern Plains artists where we, we have sort of a singular connection and those relationships and mentorships that come out from there. And so it, it was very, very interesting speaking with Wade. And so, yeah, so we're going to jump into this conversation. I will say uh, at the end of this, um, take a listen to the program notes afterwards. And of course, read the program notes, uh, whether you're listening on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, or what have you, um, in ways to connect with Wade, because I think it would be well worth your time to be able to do so. So with that said, let's jump into this conversation. All right. So, uh, Wade, thank you very much for joining us with Five Plain Questions. Um, would you be able to introduce yourself and where you're from and a little bit about your background, please? Sure. Well, thanks for having me today. Um, my name is Wade Patton. I'm Oklahoma, Lakota. Um, I was born um, on the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation, which now is Oklahoma, Lakota County. I um, currently reside in Rapid City, South Dakota. Most of my family is still um, back on the res, but um, you know, it's a lot. Um, it's, you know, it's, I moved back. I was actually living in, on the East Coast for a while and I moved back and it's good to be close to family. So that's um, kind of, um, why I moved back to be um, closer to my family and, um, you know, to um, pursue art a little further. You know, I moved to the East Coast to do art and then um, I just kind of fell into, um, you know, having to work and, you know, survive and my artwork kind of um, stagnated for a while and so then I started drawing once again and then I ended up um, sending work back to South Dakota to galleries um, and exhibits and um, my art was kind of um, taken off you know so I thought you know well I'm just gonna you know move back and be closer to family and friends and home and so that's um, kind of how it all happened for me to wind up back in Western South Dakota. Hmm. So growing up um, in South Dakota, was it, um, was it college that brought you to the East coast? Um, no, it was um, actually, I just, it's, you know, sometimes in our lives um, we just need a change. So I needed a change at, um, at that point in my life. And I just, um, 
met a really good friend here in South Dakota who um, is from um, Boston. And I was just telling them that, you know, I, I need some inspiration. You know, I just felt my art was stagnating here as well. So I just decided um, to pack up everything and um, move out east. And I was out there for about 12 years. And I've been home now for about six years. Oh, wow. Wow. That sort of a time away from home is, I think, extremely valuable, I think, in a person's growth. Yeah, it really, um, you know, opened my, um, it broadened my horizons, I'd say. And I met you know, a lot of people from all over the world. And, you know, some of them are my best friends now. And um, we still keep in touch. And it's kind of um, interesting that um, this past weekend, um, we usually go down to the Santa Fe Indian Art Market. And then, of course, that didn't happen this year. And right now, as I'm talking to you, I usually, um, I'm usually there on the East Coast, you know, it's on vacation right now. But with all this happening, it's just um, not happening. So it's a little bit um, kind of frustrating, you know, because, um, you know, I always look forward to um, going back to visit and, you know, reacquainting myself with you know where i was for about 12 years and another decision that brought me back home was um you know boston was just you know it was a great city when i first moved there and it still is but it just seems like you know there's just a lot more people moving there when i first moved there because you know manhattan is just so expensive so everybody's moving you know out of manhattan and you know they can you know, commute by train or whatever they have to do. And so um, it was just that time for me, you know, to move back. And, um, and even, you know, I tell friends and people this all the time is that, you know, after the bombing happened there, it just, you know, it was just one of those things that played into my um, decision into moving back and, I'm okay with being landlocked a little bit, but you know, it's good. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. I, I can understand to a degree what you're talking about. Um, I used to live in San Francisco and um, now uh, that I've moved back here with my wife, um, you know, there's, there's a desire to move back, but like Manhattan, it's so expensive. And a lot of our friends had to move out of the city um, just because of the, the cost. And, you know, the, the city, I'm, I'm sure like Boston, it, it, it changes. Um, the city that you moved to uh, a dozen years ago is not, is not quite the same city as it used to be, for, for better or for worse. Right. It's not. Um, you know, when I, when I was going back, you know, I'd go, go back like once a year and, um, you know, it's just changing. You know, there's just so many... Um, buildings erecting um just people on people it, yeah so um you know it was a great time when i did you know i'm glad i made that decision you know to move and then to move back because i don't think at this point in my life that i could do that again mm -hmm. but i'm glad i experienced it and um yeah it's kind of crazy how things change mm. looking at your 
your your art and uh, I guess to a degree your career. Uh, can you talk a little bit about your the your influences uh, artistically, the bigger influences, and whatnot? Sure. Um, well, I guess one of the biggest influence in just me and my work is um, probably you know for sure my mother. She um, a single parent raised three boys and you know she was um you know a hard worker and um you know just kind of um got things done and so i you know instilled that into um a lot of my um upbringing and um and then you know she you know really had to work a lot so um, she really kind of kept an eye on her boys and for instance, you know, we, you know, it seems like she was always taking naps, you know, because we, it seems like we were always in the house, but as a kid, you know, you just think you're, you know, being locked up, but, um, she was just keeping her eye on us. And so I believe, um, you know, she is, she is one of my, um, biggest influences as far as, um, just, you know, making sure, you know, to pursue my dreams and, you know, always encouraging me to, you know, try different things. So um, she's, you know, like I said, one of my biggest influences. And as far as other influences, you know, just, you know, um, other artists, you know, I really inspired by Oscar Howe. I was, um, an artist in residence in Vermilion three years ago. I think it's the Native American Indian res residency program. Mm -hmm. And um, I had access to, um, you know, go through their collections and just to see, you know, how prolific he was and just always doing art, you know, just seeing the, how he, you know, progressed and his different styles, different mediums, and just to, you know, understand, you know, the stories a little bit more, you know, from storytelling with his art. And, um, you know, just to have those right in front of me, it was really inspiring. And um, that was, you know, one of the basis of the residency program is that you had access to all of this and you had access to go through their, um, audio library and I listened to a lot of stories that um, I was inspired by and although I'm not incorporating those stories in my work quite yet I just you know they're back there they're in my head and I you know I will you know eventually um, artistic artistically express those ideas and I've you know wrote down a lot of the, um, the stories in the little book I had. And um, there was Robert Penn, he was also in Vermilion, um, you know, and to hear the stories of, of some people about him, you know, was quite inspiring. And of course, um, you know, I do have a mentor that, you know, always pushed me a little bit further. And um, when I decided to, um, move to the east coast he told me he goes you're moving too soon you know your art's really taken off but for me i just 
wasn't filling it. I just had to do something different. And that person was Don Montlow. And he also studied under Oscar Howe. So it's interesting how that, um, how it transcends, you know, down that line, you know, of, you know, Don Montlow's, you know, learning from Oscar Howe, who I think was the forefront of contemporary Native art. And then, um, so yeah, Don has really pushed me and he's always calls me up and asks me, you know, what are you working on? You know, things like that. And so we always keep each other abreast to, um, you know, what we're doing. And then another person who's an influence of mine was while I was in college, I went to school at um, Black Hills State University. When I was there, it was called Black Hills State College, but it was John Gritz. And John Gritz was the financial director of Black Hill State when I was going to school. And, um, you know, he was, he's such a nice man and to visit with him and to see his art and, you know, hanging in his office and, you know, his, um, his um, attention to detail and his work, you know, just kind of blew my mind. And so I would just, I would kind of just go in his office and talk to him and just look at his artwork. And um, so, yeah, and John Gritz and Don Montlow actually went to um, school together at um, IAIA in Santa Fe. And when I was down there, um, I also had a residency with them. Um, and then one of the, another great thing about the art residency is that you get to go through the collections, you know, um, they trust you because you're an artist, you know, and they respect you and, you know, so you're respecting their art. So, you know, they just, you know, kind of let you go and, you know, they'll pull out art for you to see. And, you know, so it's quite amazing to um, learn all about how these artists, you know, kind of was a group and just to, um, you know, to learn, you know, from one of them and, um, was, you know, it's just an experience that I think um, I'm fortunate to have had and, you know, in my process of, you know, being an artist. So, um, and then um, also too, like some of the biggest influence who weren't, you know, non-native artists, you know, when I was working in um, Boston, I, I'm a picture framer, you know, so I, you know, of course had a job in picture framing and my last job we framed um, for galleries in Manhattan, Boston, you know, basically all over the world. And um, to see all these, all this contemporary art that you see in Art America, Art News, um, you know, we framed a lot of it. It was, um, you know, when you flip through the pages, you know, you could see the art but I would have like my own personal showing, you know, because I mean, although it was work and stuff, um, I got to see a lot of the up and coming contemporary art artists. And you know, a lot of them were coming out of Brooklyn and to see their work and to see how, you know, their, um, their techniques and their, um, you know, their subject matter and, things like that you know it was um that was very you know that influenced me a lot and i took a lot of those influences that i learned from looking at all their art into generally um 
kind of the work that I'm doing now, you know? So it's just interesting how everything right now has evolved into a full circle for myself, you know, coming back home and, you know, being able to do what I love doing. And um, when I first moved back home, I'm like, what am I going to do? You know? So I had to make a decision, you know, well, you know, you love to do art, you've been doing it for a while. So why don't for myself, you know, it's like, it's time to do what you always wanted to do, you know, to interpret all of the, um, the ideas into your head and put them on to, you know, put them in paper, put them on paper, if you will, because I do a lot of works on paper. And, and so, you know, I'm still, um, I'm, I guess I'm still surviving, you know, being back in South Dakota for six years doing my art and, you know, I love doing it. So I'm most fortunate to experience doing art in my life right now. This time that we're in, um, you know, I think back, you know, six years, the last five years, of course, um, were sort of, uh, normal times, um, you know, with the, with the different seasons and, and the different, um, the expos and the art markets uh, that are available. Uh, how has, how has this year, um, affected you, um, artistically and career-wise? Um, well, you know, once everything started, um, you know, being canceled, you know, and, you know, I was going to the markets, you know, I'm a market artist, if you will, but, you know, um, I enjoyed it, you know, I mean, I haven't been doing it for a very long time and, you know, just, you know, hearing or just knowing that every show is being canceled, you know, it's like, what am I going to do? You know, you know, I still love to do what I do art. And I had so many, um, I have, you know, ideas of work that I wanted to take to these markets. And, you know, this year for Santa Fe, um, I was also juried into, um, beadwork. So I was really excited to, um, you know, think about, putting something in the jury, um, you know, the, the beating juried part. And, you know, I was also, I'm um, juried into the drawing, you know, and I love drawing. And so I just had to just, you know, I just had to keep doing what I'm doing and reinvent myself as far as doing these things virtually, you know, I had to do something, you know? Um, so I've been having, um, you know, virtual shows just on Instagram, you know, they're um, my social platform that I, I find that is most convenient and easy, if you will. And um, so that's what I, you know, I um, resorted to, I had to, you know, and I opted out, you know, of the virtual market at Santa Fe just because of the fact that I'm doing my own virtual stuff. And it is a lot of work still, you know, getting everything together and making sure that, you know, things are presentable, you know, understanding that, um, that you just can't show a drawing, you know, for the people who are in the art market scene, because, you know, they want to have it framed. They just want to take it home and hang it on the wall. You know, they don't want to have to, you know, go to the framer, picture framer. Now you really can't go. So, you know, it's just 
of convenience, you know, just having them to see something they like and, um, you know, just, you know, ship it out and have them have it. And um, so unfortunately I know how to do framing, you know, uh, it's a good thing to have. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you know, it's like a job and it's just like, uh, you know, but <laughs> thank God, I, you know, I'm glad I know how to do it. So um, that's um, an essential tool that I learned that's um, helping me during this time that we're all experiencing. And, you know, um, will there be markets next year? You know, we have no idea. So we just have to um, keep being staying positive as much as we can and um you know i'm people have been asking me oh are you gonna do a um, covid piece you know or protest piece and i think there's just enough artists out there that you know that's what they do and that's great but i'm just not that type of an artist you know i'm inspired by you know the landscapes of South Dakota and everybody knows me for my cloud work and um, that's what I love to do and there's just and people respond to it so um, eventually you know I do some little protest pieces but they're not just like you know bam in your face kind of work it's just kind of a nice little subtleties of it that I what I do mm-hmm. um I know we just sort of touched on this a little bit. And uh, so if, if, uh, if we've covered this, uh, please forgive me, but um, how have you developed your career uh, both um, through college and post-college? Um, well, as far as developing my career, um, it was just something that I always liked to do. You know, I always liked to draw. I always liked to color. I always like to do anything artistic and it just was a matter of, um, you know, keep, you know, doing it, you know, keep getting more experience from, you know, all the different art mediums out there. And, you know, I found my niche and um, it just kind of evolved and over time, I mean, it certainly didn't happen overnight and, you know, um, so, that, you know, just that's how I developed my career as far as just paying attention, you know, being respectful and, um, you know, of other artists and of their work and organizations and people in those organizations because you never know, you know, you never know who you're going to meet. So it's always mm-hmm. nice to keep those options open. And, you know, anytime you're introduced to somebody, you just, you know, you're being introduced to them for some reason, you know, so I take that into account. And then, you know, I, when I entered college, I really didn't know um, what I was going to do, you know, and so I basically just took my, my two years of requirements, and then I signed up for an art class, and it just kind of was kind of clicked. And I went to a small liberal arts college, so we had access you know, there wasn't a lot of other people around, so you could do whatever you kind of wanted to do back then. And um, the art instructor took me underneath his wing, and um, he also served as one of my mentors. And um, 
we I just kind of developed and just kept you know my eyes open to you know opportunities and while in college I was um you have to um have a senior show and I was having a you know I was getting ready for it and um the Sioux Indian Museum in Rapid City um contacted me and asked me if I wanted to have a show so that ended up being my student show at the Suitland Museum and, and I thought that was really something you know I kind of it's like oh okay well you know people are starting to you know get what I'm doing and you know at that time I was into photography and silk screening and so I did a lot of that back then and um, I just kept um, you know pursuing you know what I love to do and after moving back um, you know, it was just seems like the native art scene here in Western South Dakota was thriving. You know, there was just a lot more energy and, you know, people were doing, you know, different things. And it was so exciting to step into this environment because I felt like um, before I had left that, you know, it was kind of stereotypic Native American art seems like was going on at that time when I left, you know, I was younger too. And maybe it was just me, you know, wanting to leave and go experience other things. So that was one of the reasons why I left, but you know, no disrespect to any artists, but, um, so I just, that's what I did and, um, came back. And like I said, I've just been doing art since I've been back. So it's, it's good. Yeah, so how about um, opportunities? How, how do you seek opportunities? And especially with the, the new world we're sort of in right now. Well, as far as um, seeking opportunities, um, you know, I've just been very um, persistent and consistent with um, producing work and getting me out, getting my name out there and myself out there. You know, I've done the residencies, you know, um, and just meeting people and you know i'm you know sometimes i'm taken aback when you know i get an email and somebody that seeing me on social media and they're interested in my work and would i like to come you know talk to their class you know so it's just mm-hmm. things like that you know and of course i i'm all about that you know i i was all about that and i still am you know as far as um talking about my experiences from, you know, my past and, or, or even, you know, what's going to happen in the future. But I think it just kind of um, keeps me motivated and, you know, hopefully keep others interested in what they're doing. And, um, and so the opportunities, you know, and those opportunities, you know, once you do something like that, you know, people do take notice, you know, they know you're out there, you know, they've seen your name in a newspaper, they've seen you or heard you, you know, on a radio program or they've seen you on the news. So it's just, you know, it's just those opportunities. And I just think um, they're coming at you for some reason, you know, it's something it'll take you to your next opportunity. So, you know, it is a lot of work and, um, but, you know, it's, like I said, it's, I love to do what I'm doing. So I think it's working out so far. 
Yeah, you talking about uh, speaking to to young people. Um, you know, it takes me back to uh, the mentorship uh, that you had mentioned with um, through Don uh, Monolo, and um, in your time at USD. I, I did my undergrad at USD, and while I was there, uh, I spent a lot of time with uh, Robert Penn, mm. and uh, he had a farmhouse outside of town there in a studio. And, um, so I was out there and we were, we were putting together a new studio for him. And uh, those who regularly listen to these, these shows, I've mentioned him a couple of times, but yeah, he was, uh, I think, um, probably to me what Don was to you. Um, so yeah, it was, I'm grateful for that time that I spent with him, you know, hearing stories of, of Oscar Howe and things that Oscar Howe shared with him at that time. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you just told me that, you gave me the chills. I mean, <laughs> just to, um, you know, talk with somebody like that. And um, it brings up another, um, just a little story here. When I was in, um, I did the Northern Plains art show last year, last September. And this lady comes into my booth and um, she goes, your work reminds me of my dad's. And it was Oscar Howe's daughter. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I was just, um, I didn't know what to say, you know? Yeah. So that was really, um, that was very, I don't know, I don't have a word for it, but that was just an amazing, it was just amazing, I guess I should say. But yeah, so being connected to the past, like, you know, and being described as having my work resemble somebody that's you know like the forefront of contemporary native art you know just blew my mind a little bit yeah i'm if you could see me i'm smiling ear to ear right now i think that's that's <laughs> absolutely wonderful <laughs> yeah yeah you know there there is a there is a lineage um and there's a legacy there you know um and so yeah that that's an absolute honor though uh yeah for her for her to to, to speak with you like that mm-hmm. um yeah, I now I think when we first met, you were you were a staff person with the Oscar Howe Summer Art Institute. I actually um Corey invited me to go with the students up to North Dakota that season I was doing the residency program. Okay, okay. Yeah, so um you know, I I I was you know, honestly, that was my first time in North Dakota too. So I was just like, yeah, might as well, you know, and it was a great experience, you know, to be around those, um, those students at the Oscar Howe Institute at Vermillion, you know, during the summer, just to, um, you know, feed off on their young energy, mm-hmm. you know, and to be surrounded with them. And, you know, they're, they were so mindful of art and, you know, they were like sponges, just thirsty, you know, for us. So it was great to experience that. And, um, you know, it taught me some lessons, you know, but, um, yeah, so that was, that was an experience. And I was down there for a month and they were down there for two weeks. And when they left, I was all like, "Mm." (laughs) (laughs) so now, but yeah, it was just, um, yeah, it was, it was great to be there down there that year. Yeah, I I, uh, I may have mentioned this to you back then, but yeah, I was a, a staff person, a former student staff person, and as a 
certainly as staff, uh, we, we were trying to figure out for years how to extend that program uh, beyond two weeks um, just because of the, uh, the energy that was there. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely get that, that post um, Oscar Howe uh, uh, lull, I guess, you know, after the students leave. Um, yeah. I, I know what that feels like in Vermilion too. <laughs> yeah, in Vermilion in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> I had to reinvent myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, on the theme of youth uh, and young people, what would you want to say to the 18-year-old, the 20-year-old looking to get into the art field um, or just general advice? What would you have for them that are listening to this? I just, um, you know, be, be, in, be inspired of what you're doing because nobody else can do what you do. Um, you, know, you know, we're, we're putting ourselves out there and... Um, you know, some of it's not going to be, you know, well received by others because we have those people that, you know, we have those people and, um, you know, you got to look beyond that and understand, you know, your, the path that you want to go on. Um, and it doesn't, I mean, to me, it didn't happen overnight. You know, I'm still working, you know, I'm still, you know, pursuing my dream here, you know, but, um, from looking back when I was first started doing art from, you know, drawing the Pringles guy over and over on the, you know, just trying to get it meticulous. I think that part, you know, just stayed with me, you know, creating, you know, something and um, just always, you know, when I got into college, you know, not knowing, you know, when I was in high school, I took an art class and, I took it the last semester of my senior year and um, I just, I just kind of fell in love with it, but I just didn't think that was going to be a career, you know, who does art for a career, you know, Hmm. you know, so, you know, and so I thought I was going to go a different route, you know, was I going to join the army? I thought about it, but you know, it's like, okay, you know, just go to school. So then I just, um, stayed in school and like I mentioned earlier took an art class and that just kind of perpetuated you know the path that I was going to go on you know just being um, surrounded by a group of artistic people and just talking about ideas and you know when you're young you just you know you're young you know it's you know a great time in our lives but you know for those you know, for artists, it just, you know, there's just so much out there. And, um, you know, like I said, you know, no one can do what we do. And, you know, we're unique in that way. And, you know, once you start to go along in your career, um, the notoriety, you know, it does help, you know, if you do win an award, or, you know, if you do win, you know, um, best of show and stuff, you know, those, those help, you know, so that just kind of, you know, you know, makes you want to go a little bit further and, you know, develop a kind of a different idea of work, a bot, you know, a body of work that you want to, you know, produce and, um, you know, just learning from other artists too, you know, it's like when I did the residency down in, I, 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 you know, 
you know, you have your traditional students, your non-traditional students, but the traditional students, you know, right out of high school. I mean, like I said, with those kids at Oscar Hell, you know, they're thirsty, you know, they were carrying their sketchbooks around with them, drawing all the time. So I started doing that again, you know? So, you know, it really does help you, you know, develop your craft a little more. So just, um, you know, just keep doing what you're doing because um, I'm gonna say this again, no one can do what you do and, you know, be respectful of that and admire that and, you know, be okay because it's, it's a good thing to do. Did that answer your question? That's great. That's okay. absolutely great. Uh, so thank you so much for your time. Uh, you're, you're so generous um, in, in sharing uh, this with us. Where can people find you online? How can they get in touch with you if they're, if they're interested in some of your, of your work? Um, definitely um, Instagram, w, uh, Wade underscore Patton, all lowercase. Um, I do have Facebook. Um, and I do have a website and by no means am I, um, I'm not keeping, I'm not up with the maintenance on it. And um, it just seems like as far as what I'm pursuing here for right now during these times, um, you know, social media is a great avenue for me. And, you know, my fellow, my other fellow artists and um, it can just be, um, yeah, so you can find me there and, you know, if you want, and I can say this, but you can Google me too. I have some some stuff out there online and pictures and stuff. So, yeah, you can find me that way. Absolutely. And I think they can find the Native American ABC book out there as well that you illustrated. Oh, yeah. So. That was a great little project. And we're currently um, working on a calendar so it's going to be a 13 moon calendar and I'm excited about that. We're, um, we're trying to get it out, um, in November. Um, if it might get, might be pushed back, you know, just because of, you know, this time in our lives, you know, just mm -hmm. things happening the way they, you projected them because we have to concentrate on other things. So, yeah, you can look for that. And um, yeah. Wade, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for this. Well, thank you, Joseph, for um, letting me be a part of this. And um, yeah, so thank you very much. And we'll talk to you soon. I want to thank Wade for this fantastic conversation, um, for sharing his time and his, his energy with us. It was so great to be able to connect with him. As a listener, um, this doesn't have to be the end of your experience with Wade or these other artists. Uh, there's, you know, I'm going to, in the programming notes, there are um, links to his website and his social media accounts. So go follow him. Uh, his account is amazing. Same with Hillary last month and all the other previous uh, artists that you've listened to. Um, a lot of them have social media. Uh, a lot of them have websites where you don't just have to connect with them. Uh, you can shoot them messages, chat with them, ask them your own questions. And of course, more importantly, purchase their artwork. Uh, you know, they're artists. They're, they're creating these amazing things. And, you know, this podcast is, it, it's not just a report of the hour. It's, it's a connection between you and them. So this is also an opportunity for you that if you want to have their artwork and support them and the work that they're doing, 
please do that. Um, you know, this is, uh, this is your sign to be able to connect and support some amazing, amazing people. So, yeah. But I also want to thank you for your time in listening to this. Um, you know, I, I hope that you draw value from this. Um, so thank you. And, and yeah, so I'm Joe Williams. Uh, I am director of Canna and you can find us and you can connect with me on social media or my website or the other websites at the Plains Art Museum. Uh, you can find me that's C-A-N-A-A creativity among Native American artists on Facebook. And there you can message me if you think of somebody that I should be talking to. Uh, shoot me a message. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, this program, uh, you can find it on uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, uh, or also at our website, which has all our exhibitions. Uh, that's plainsart.org. And so, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. Uh, be safe out there, and we will talk to you next time.